Hello, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan Lapique, the lead market research and thought leadership effort for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice, and I'm your host for this podcast series. And I'm pleased to have with us here today on Advice Worth Keeping, Mr. Julio Hernandez. Julio is part of the U.S. firm. He's the principal. He heads up the U.S. and the global customer solution practices. Julio, thanks for joining us here today on this Advice Worth Keeping podcast. Oh, fantastic. Really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. A week ago, January 22nd, KPMG released its annual Top Trends and Predictions research. We did a webcast. We had a lot of great folks on there. And we talked about what we're seeing through the eyes of our clients as some of the top trends, some of the top challenges, some of the top opportunities over the next one to two years. A lot of the focus of that was on the traditional historical areas of KPMG in terms of target operating models and global business services. But I think what we have the opportunity today to do, Julio, is really talk more about the customer and the front office. I'd be very interested, as you look out, based on your experience and what you're dealing with with clients, what do you see as the big things on the horizon or maybe even closer than that relative to the customer over the next couple of years? So maybe to start out with, there's been a lot of talk around how do organizations differentiate themselves relative to their interaction with the customers. One of the things we're continuing to see is all of our clients continue to be very interested in driving profitable growth. And a lot of our clients are continued to focus on doing that through delivering better customer experiences. But they've run into a bit of a challenge because they're not sure that that's enough to actually drive the growth. And they're wondering if they're getting the right investments around customer experience. And so they're really having to step back and say, okay, what should I do to deliver a really good customer experience? How do I make sure it's the appropriate customer experience? And how do I make sure I'm investing in the right ways? And then how do I make sure that I can make a compelling case to the CFO and the CEO that we're making investments in the right place? And so I think there's going to be a continued scrutiny on this, using customer experience as a basis for differentiation. But I don't think our clients are going to be able to walk away from it. I think they're going to have to really figure out where differentiate makes a difference. And our primary research that we've done recently across 14 countries shows there are certain areas where they can make a bigger impact. But they also, at the same time, need to keep an eye on what their competitors are doing and what other leading companies are doing, because that's setting the table. So it's an interesting dilemma, but I think customer experience will continue to be incredibly important, but it will be really evaluated with scrutiny and to make sure that they're making good decisions using empirical evidence. Related to that, Julio, where are we at with personalization? Obviously, there's great opportunity for organizations if they know their clients better, they know their customers better to tailor the experience, but there's a lot of concern around knowing too much or getting too deep relative to the information about a customer. We've seen a lot of that in the social media market. There's obviously things that are being addressed relative to GDPR. So where are we at with personalization? A couple things we know, right? First, from our research around customer experience, looking over 10 years of data, we recognize that one of what we call our six pillars of customer experience, one of them is really around personalization. So when you deliver a higher level of personalization, on average, our customers and customers really appreciate that. But the fuel of personalization is data. 
a better understanding of the customer. And as you rightfully pointed out, there's a couple of headwinds, if you will, that are hitting the marketplace. We've got some issues that have been challenging in terms of data breaches and misuse of information. So we talk a lot about permission and presumption, permission to use the information, presumption of how the information is going to be used and getting permission from the customer or the client. So that's number one. Number two is you've got these regulatory environmental things, like you mentioned GDPR, and they're starting to come across the oceans to the U.S., and we'll see a continuing trend there. But what's interesting is consumers are willing, as we saw in our recent Me, My Life, My Wallet survey that we did across eight countries, they're willing to give information if they get something of value and they believe you're protecting it. So I think corporations and our clients are going to have to strike the right balance of getting the right information, engaging the customer to ask for the right information, and then ensuring that they're using it in the right way within an envelope and be really careful about who they share it with outside of that envelope. How about digitalization overall? Where are organizations at with that in terms of creating the digital customer experience and complementing that? So this gets a little bit into the whole omni-channel issue, but where are firms at with that today practically, and what should they be thinking about getting done in the next one to two years? Dan, I think you hit a word that was really important there, practical. I think that there's been a lot of perspective about the power of digital and how our clients and others can compete in a digital world. And I think that the opportunity is tremendous. But there's also a need to be very pragmatic and to be very measured in how you're executing. And also to broaden the scope of where you're executing. A lot of digital efforts have initially been done around the front office in terms of digitization of a mobile app or a website or a voice app. And that's been fantastic. And the uptake there has been good. But in order to deliver a really good customer experience and actually be able to achieve some of the business benefits that companies are seeking when they really try to become digital and when they try to deliver, as you said, an omni-channel experience, they need to connect the front, the middle, and the back office. And they need to do that in tangible ways and tangible steps. And so they really need to break it down and really articulate what the clear journey is going to be to be able to do that and set together a series of initiatives that are cascade out to make the organization much more digital. Lastly, they really need to think about what is the experience that's going to be executed and delivered on, and not just simply pilot technology for the sake of piloting technology, but really understand what the impact is going to be on the customer experience, and then use it in a very measured and intentional way, and then quickly learn from the feedback that they get once they release that digital app or integration point. To wrap up, what are some of the nuances if we start to look across industries? I mean, I think what you provided is some great insight, but it does matter, and I'm sure it does, one industry versus the other. But also, I'd be interested in your perspective on some of the cross-border issues with that. So I think there's different industry issues relative to customer experience, but there's also different issues relative to competing entities as you start to look globally around delivering some of the services to the customers you've been describing. I think there's probably three or four points that are worth pointing out here. First and foremost, we talked a little bit about digital. We talked a little bit about customer experience. All of those things are influenced on a global stage. Companies, and more importantly, consumers are being exposed to companies from all over the world. And when they see a good experience, that becomes the norm. That's basically what they want to see from others. And so if you see a Chinese company like WeChat providing the application WeChat where they can buy, where they can pay, and they can use it to do all sorts of things, there are going to be people who are going to start to think about, hey, couldn't we do that over here in North America or couldn't we do that in South America? So there's going to be that first influence of customer experiences from all over the world traveling both from the west to the east and the east to the west. The second thing we're seeing is a blurring of industry lines. So for instance, as it's always been a symbiotic relationship between retailers and consumer goods or manufacturers. 
But what's happening is they all very much want to understand the consumer and the customer better. So many retailers are creating their own products. Many consumer goods are trying to deal directly with the consumer. And so there's going to be this natural point of really trying to navigate that. And then you have these industries which are converging around platforms and really trying to understand that. So the old business models and the old understanding of customers are going to have to evolve. And it's just accelerating with some of the entrants from the East, like Alibaba or Tencent coming to new geographies and Amazon and others going to other areas. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out and where the power is going to reside and who's going to be the winners and losers in this game. Based on your experience looking across your client base, looking across the globe, how would you characterize firms that are going to be the leaders five years out in terms of customer experience? What are their credentials? Is it going to be they're just smarter, they're better utilization of technology, they're just in a position relative to the growth cycle that they're in a good spot? What would be the, the one or two things that you would characterize as an attribute of a winner relative to customer experience, say, three to five years out? Well, Stan, we've done research in 2016, and we just did some research in 2018 looking at what companies are doing to be successful. And we believe that the companies that are going to be successful in the future are going to be what we call connected enterprises. And what they're really going to do is they're going to connect with their customers on the right terms. They're going to connect with their own employees to be able to deliver the right information to them so they can engage with the customer the right way. They're going to break down the silos between the front, middle, and back office so they can actually operate effectively and efficiently and understand how to deliver on the promises to the customer they're making. They're also going to manage their partners in a very different way so that they are part of their ecosystem, that they are part of their delivery chain and are managed accordingly. And lastly, they're going to have their ear, so to speak, to the digital world. They're going to pick up the signals that are coming from the marketplace to be able to adjust. So one is they're going to become a connected enterprise. Number two is they're going to invest in capabilities to help make really insight-driven decisions. They're going to take a mindset around being customer-centric, and then they're going to enable that by really making investments across the enterprise to help them execute against that. And then lastly, they're going to take a test-and-learn environment. They're going to operate at speed. They're going to be agile. It doesn't mean they're not going to be thoughtful, but they're going to try things. They're going to learn from those things, and they're going to adapt. So one is they're going to become a connected enterprise. Number two is they're really going to really think about taking actions in a fact-based manner and really thinking about the impact of the experience and aligning the organization to be able to do it. And then third, they're going to really test and learn to evolve the organization to win in the marketplace. Well, Julio, great insights here. I very much appreciate your time today, and you've referenced a lot of good research that your team has done. So for the listeners off of the landing page for this podcast, you'll find links to get you to some of the additional research that Julio referenced. Julio, thank you very much for your time today. Great insights on the customer experience going forward, and we'll definitely have to get you back on to maybe drill into a couple of these topics in a bit more detail. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed having the opportunity. And you can find the links to the items you referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.